0: Alright boys, we're back. It's a Wednesday evening, right after work. It's really not that late, but it's really dark, so it feels like it's super late. How's it going? It's me, your host, Marcus Gailey. Flying solo today. Um, Couldn't fit in a guest this week. Pause. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're getting late into the season. We're on to week 10 now. Um, You know, it's getting kind of close to playoff time. And some people are going to start to panic other people like myself, who I'm, I'm hoping I don't get in, um, don't really care so much. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, tension right now in the league. I think that's the right word. Even a trade was just made today. Kybe's really going for it all. Again, adding um, adding AB, getting him from Timmons. Uh, you know, Timmons, again, just trying to continue that tank. But anyways, um, let's go ahead. This was a weird week of scores. Um, so we'll just start with my game on top. I'll run through those. Uh, no power rankings this week um, because, again, it's every other week. Um, so we'll go through the scores. We'll look at the standings, um, projected playoff bracket. I'll predict next week's games. And then the last segment, it's going to be about betting again. Um, I know a lot of guys you know, like to talk about that. And also, um, I'll explain more when I get there. I just need, need some confidence from the boys. I'm going to try to talk some of my picks into existence. But um, without further ado... Here we go. Um, I beat Himmler this week. Himmler didn't really set a lineup, so we don't have to go too far into this one. Um, both of us got yawned, but it didn't really matter because we had already been young. Um Dak, though, however, showed up for me, 26 points. And then really the only other person that made any noise was Devontae Smith. He scored twice. He actually looked pretty good. But other than that, pretty pedestrian week from everyone. Looking at uh, Himmler, he did have Brian Edwards with 17 And Gabe Davis with 13, had three catches for 100 yards. But like I said, he didn't really try to win. Uh, He's going for that first overall pick, and he's not doing it ethically. You can have an issue with that. You cannot have an issue with that. But at the end of the day, you know, the dude is succeeding at what he's trying to do, and that is tank. Uh, Moving on, we got Eric finally getting back into the win column, absolutely curb-stomping, dump him out. 143.84 to 89.54. Let's take a look at what happened here. Mahomes, okay, he happened. 36.24. Nice to see him kind of get back on track if you're Eric. 400 yards, five tighties, no picks. Wow, he really put it on. Really put it on the Raiders. Uh, And then running backs here. 14.9 from Eckler. 26.8 from Dillon. And then Tyreek Hill. Uh, 27.5. Other than that, kind of a weird week for Eric. Um, you know, really top-heavy here, those first four guys, and then A.J. Brown, Kasicki only combining for three total. Um, Dan Arnold did have 13 for you, and then Agnew had 13. But other than that, you know, pretty lousy week for the majority of your lineup. But again, um, you know, that those top Few guys you have are capable of of doing what they did, and and, you know that's why your team has been kind of boomer bust. Mikey Mack, on the other hand, Russ, in fact, did not cook in his first game back, he only had 5.6 points. Um, Thielen and Jefferson kind of did their thing, they combined for 33, that's pretty good. Other than that, you know, Fryermuth with six, Landry with six, Beasley with three, just not a whole lot of production from your flexes there. Um, you're five and five. You're still probably gonna make the playoffs, but you know, eighty-nine point five, just a rough week for you. Um hopefully you get back on track next week. Moving to uh the third game here, uh probably the biggest upset of the week, Timmins knocks off Harold and Kamara 128 to 92.3. That was Harold's first yun. He sent a fantastic video and I think he's kind of went without saying in the chat. I'm going to bring it up now. Max got paid to eat that onion. So really, he ended up winning somehow, even though he ate a disgusting raw vegetable. The brother got paid to do it. So props to you. I'm surprised no one else has thought to do that. Um, I can't do it at work because all of my coworkers would look at me like I'm an idiot. But, you know, if you work in kind of an isolated area, even if you're in the office, you can get away with it Um, like Max did. So Max... Props on the young video. It was great. Uh, You looked fantastic. No pause. Um, But your team did not look so fantastic this week. Only scoring 92 points. We're going to take a look at what happened here after I take a sip of coffee. All right. All right. So Matt Stafford here, he looked pretty bad along with most of the Rams team outside of cup. Um, So he had 9.8 through a couple picks. Elijah Mitchell over here, 27 carries. That's a lot of volume. Only 91 yards, no touchdowns, no catches. you will still take that, though, Um, you know, from a late-round rookie pick. You know, getting that kind of volume, that's what you like to see. Swift had a pretty good game, um, 16 points. Then other than that, you know, Metcalf, along with all of Seattle's offense, couldn't really get going. Pittman got you in double digits, and Singletary and Kittle also got you in double digits, but that's about it. Um, pretty lackluster performance from the rest of the squad, but you're still seven and three. You're probably going to make the playoffs too, so not a big one to sweat here. Looking at Timmons's team, uh, Timmons has turned into RBU. Uh, Michael Carter with eighteen and Ramondre Stevenson with twenty-seven. Shout out Eric for picking him and then dropping him for no reason and just letting Timmons, you know, scoop him, you know, off the waiver wire. I'm um, even more pissed because you really only had that second-round pick. And you asked me who's a good person to take, and I told you him. And then you listened, and then cut him. Um, so yeah, you know whatever. Uh, Johnson here with thirteen point three. Judy with eleven. Pitts with ten. And then Kirk with twelve point eight, and Renfro with seventeen. So most of Timmons's team got in double digits. Um, not huge double digits outside of Stevenson, but you know that was enough to have you put up one twenty eight and get you a win here against a pretty formidable opponent in max so congrats timmons you are now in the playoffs suck on that one uh moving on halfway through the matchups here uh we're looking at another or a bounce back week after a young team heisman scores 150 able to handle uh velo for lunch here who is also now um trying to tank it seems after that last trade he made um, going position by position here. Allen did outscore Jackson 20 to 15, but then running backs here. We got Jones with 12, Robinson with 18. Not a whole lot to see from Breezy's backs. And then Debo Samuel with a 30 piece and CD Lamb with 28. Big weeks from them. You know, 17 from Allen and 13 from Elijah Moore for Breezy. Not bad, but you know, when you're going up against a 150-point score, you're gonna to need to be on your A game. And your team was not. Uh, Mark Andrews with 18, though, you like to see that. And then down here, Corey Davis back, missed the last two games. He gets 12. Nice to see Jacoby Myers finally getting in the end zone for Breezy, but ultimately it was not enough. Team high has been back on track, moving up to 7-3. and three. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see that from one of the top teams bouncing back after a young week. Nobody ever likes to see the young, um, unless you're not the one eating it. And then I think we all kind of enjoy watching those videos, so... Moving on, we got two games left to break down here. I'm gonna save the best for last. So we're gonna go to um the Innocence Project next. Taking care of business, handling Silky Johnson, one sixty to one <laughs> that was a funny sentence. <laughs> Anyways, Tro takes care of business here. One sixty to one fourteen. Uh twos falls to three and seven. Tro improves to eight and two, top team in the league. Uh pretty awful week from Tom Brady, only thirteen points, but You know, it didn't matter. You got 17 from Naj, uh, 20 from Zeke, 30 from Diggs, and then 29 from Darryl Williams. That pretty much led the way. Also, you got Lenny and Connor chipping in 15 and 17. You know, you're obviously the top team for a reason. This was with Jamar Chase on a bye. Um, You got a very legit squad. Um, It's going to take, there's probably only a couple teams that can knock you out. Um, it can't happen. We've seen top teams lose in the past. Um, but you're definitely looking like a front runner at the moment. Two's actually not a bad week for you. Uh, you got 20 points each from each of your running backs. Uh, Mark Ingram and Dalvin Cook. You know, Lockett only had four. Russ just looked bad. He did have eight targets. He's going to start heating up here soon. Um, it's just a matter of time because their deep ball connection is on point. Uh, you did get 16 from conch piece, three catches for 11 yards and two touchdowns, a hilarious stat line. Um, and then, yeah, not a whole lot from your flexes. You did have D-hop who's hurt. Um, but other than that, you know, unfortunately for you, you're not one of the top teams right now. Um, but that's okay. You know, this league, there's a lot of um, parity. There's some teams that are really good, some teams waiting for the future. You're just kind of, Kind of stuck in no man's land right now, but hey, one draft you can turn that all around and um you know hopefully start climbing towards the top half of the league next year. Going to the last game, we got AC edging out Cobb by point three. And that is just an all time L. You know, I'm I'll say this. Cobb gets a lot of shit in the group me. Um, you know, a lot of people roast him. I feel like I'm one of the few Kybe fans. I actually hope that he does well. Like, I would like to see Kybe make it to the championship because I respect the hell out of what he's doing, just really going all in for this season. Um, I feel like it's championship or bust for him at this moment. He just got a little bit unlucky this week. He did have some buys. He he made a dumb mistake not playing Gibson. He's admitted that. which was really weird, especially with Mixon on a bye. He did play Devontae Freeman instead against Miami. I get that, but when Gibson... I just feel like sitting those guys, they're, they're they're almost unsittable because whenever you have an RB1 like that, even if they are struggling, this is just my opinion, you know the one time you take them out of your lineup, they're going to pop off, and that's what happened here. Ultimately, it leaded to, leaded to you losing, which sucks, but, um, you know, you're still probably going to make the playoffs. You need two wins. Teams below you are, most of us are trying to lose, so I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about there. Uh, but anyways, let's dive into the matchup. Losing by .3 just absolutely sucks. Uh, Jalen Hurts with 18, and then McCaffrey with 26. Um, Wentz had a pretty bad week, only had seven points against Jacksonville, which is weird. And then Dearness Johnson with 22. He came to play for you. Uh looking at the receivers here, Cup and Adams uh with twenty-three and fourteen. Not a whole lot from AC's receivers there, but Kelsey with nineteen, um, and then just, you know, uh nine points from Marquise Brown, eight from Moss, five from Ayuk. Uh so really what ended up winning him the game was McCaffrey. I mean, it was so close. A point three margin is probably the tightest we've had the whole season. Um 14 from Evans too, but only two two points from Dalton Schultz. Um, but yeah, I know you're kicking yourself for the for not playing Gibson, but it happens. Everyone makes, you know, management mistakes. Um don't hang your head on it too much, Kyber. You're probably gonna get in the playoffs, and I'm still giving you a pretty good chance to win, even though you're only five and five at the moment. Um so looking at the standings. We got Tro leading the Bold Move Cotton Division. He's got a comfortable three-game lead. He's probably locked that one up. Uh, in second place, we got Kybe at five and five, and then behind them are Breezy at four and six, and Eric at three at seven. Actually, don't sleep on Eric here at three and seven. If he's able to put a little winning streak together, like I said, that eight spot is being occupied by Timmons right now, who's four and six, and who's trying to lose. Um. So if Eric ends up with the same record as either me or Timmons or Breezy or whoever's in that last spot, he's going to get the the nod with the points scored. So Eric could actually sneak into the playoffs and could potentially pull an upset just because of the ceiling that his team has. So interesting one to keep an eye on there as we move down the stretch. Looking at the Mutt division, we got AC leading the way at 7-3. and three. He's got a three-game lead over Timmons, who is in sole possession of second place at 4-6. and six. And then behind them are twos at three and seven, followed by Himmler at three and seven. Finally, going to the Bro, Ohio division, we got um, Kren and Gavin leading the way. They got the um, points scored tiebreaker over Max. They're both seven and three. Their first Max is in second place. Mikey Mack at five and five, he's in third. And myself bringing up the rear at four and six, just outside of that last playoff spot. I kind of hope I don't get it so I can get a higher pick, but, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. So um, let's go ahead. Let's look at week 11 here. Um, We got some interesting matchups, and like I said, we're getting kind of close to playoffs. I want to say I don't really know how many weeks we have left. Maybe, let's see. Oh, we kind of have a lot left, huh? Yeah, we have, let's see, one, two, three, four weeks of the regular season left. I think that's what the schedule's showing me. So we got four weeks of the regular season. Um, so starting off, I don't know how I did last week predictions. Kind of been slipping a little bit here, hoping to get back on track. So I'm playing Max here. Uh, Max is projected slightly. Um, he is starting Trevor Lawrence against San Fran. Um, first time playing Lawrence. I got Dak against Kansas City. That game could be a shootout. I like Dak in this one. My running back stink. Uh he's got Swift and Camara, so he's gonna get the edge there. Uh receivers, Metcalf and Pittman versus Scary Terry and uh DJ Moore, who actually play each other. Um I don't know. DJ Moore's been kind of falling off a little bit after a hot start. Terry's still good, but he has Heineke throwing to him who's just like not the best option for you know, zinging the ball 40 times a game. So I'm going to give the edge to Max's receivers there. I think that Russ is going to get back on track after a crappy week in his first week back from injury. I don't know, but he's been rehabbing 42 hours a day, so I'm surprised he looked like ass. Uh, maybe the media can shove that one up their um dick holes. Anyways, I like Pittman. Uh, he's been balling this year. Buffalo has a good defense, but he's been so consistent. He'll probably get in double digits again. Um, Kittle against Jacksonville. He's been eating in his two games back. I like Kittle there. And then um, Flex is here. T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, and Russell Gage against Goddard, Singletary, and Shepard. I'm actually going to give the edge to my guys here. Um, Higgins has been pretty solid. Devontae Smith scored twice last week. And then Russell Gage, you know, he had a big week two weeks ago. had a goose egg last week. Um, They're playing New England Thursday. We know New England likes to take away the other team's best player and just kind of let the other other people beat them if they can so I'm looking for a really small day from Kyle Pitts they're probably going to double him every play and just make Matt Ryan throw other other places so hopefully Gage um can get a few catches this week um so overall I'm going to give Max the edge here you know just with the trades I made you know kind of pushing all my chips towards next season don't really have a whole lot of firepower left so I'm going to give Max the edge here. He did just get onions, so I think his team responds in a big way. Uh, looking at a huge matchup here. Tro versus Kaib. Wow, this is a big matchup here for playoff implications as well for Kaib. Uh, so Tom Brady versus Joey Burrow. Uh, Tom Brady Monday night. We got Burrow at Vegas, who has kind of a suspect defense. Uh, coming off a bye. Um, hmm. I'm going to go Tom Brady here, actually. I think with such a bad week they had last week and playing in primetime, all eyes on him, I think Tom is going to absolutely light up the Giants, especially at home. So I'm going to give the edge to Tampa Tom there. Uh, Running backs, um, pretty even matchup here. Got Najee and Zeke against Sleepy Joe and Antonio Gibson. Um... No, I really don't know, honestly. I might give a slight edge to Tro here because I like Zeke a little bit more than Gibson, but this could honestly be be a wash. Uh, four really good backs here. It's a pretty even matchup. So moving to receivers, Cooper Cup is on a bye, which stinks for Cobb going against Tro. Uh, we got Diggs and Chase against Adams and Mike Evans. Ooh, another powerful matchup here. Um, I'm going to go with Cobb's receivers slightly. Um, Adams notoriously destroys Minnesota. Um, and then Evans, I think he's going to score against the Giants. I do like Chase's matchup against Vegas. India is a pretty tough defense, so I don't know if Diggs is going to score 30 on them. So for that reason, I'm going to give the edge to Cobb because I think Adams could score 30 against Minnesota. Uh, Ertz versus Waller, you know... If Kyler plays, I might give the nod to, to Ertz here. Waller's just been kind of slow after a really hot week one against Baltimore. Um, I think it was week one or week two. I don't know. Um, I like Waller the player more, especially at this point in Ertz's career, but I don't know. I could see that one going either way. Uh, and then flexes. We got A.B., A.J. Green, and Josh Jacobs against Daryl Williams, James Conner, and Fournette. I kind of like Tro's trio here of um of backs. They've all been getting a lot of touches, so ultimately, without Cup this week, I'm going to give the nod to Tro. I think Cobb might fall to five and six, but he's got some favorable matchups down the stretch with I, th- which I think will be, um, favorable for him getting into the plofs. Um, but for now, with without Cooper Cup, um, you know he's just been so good, and whenever you're playing the top team in the league, I think you need you know all hands on deck. So without him, I think I'm going to give Tro the edge here. <laughs> Moving to Velo for lunch versus uh great season. Team Warden probably going to have to change his name because, like I said, I think he's actually going to get into the playoffs. Uh, we got Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Um, I'm just going to call that a wash. Two, two of the top quarterbacks in the league don't feel like trying to nitpick their matchups there because, again, it doesn't matter who they play. They could go for 30 in each week. So, um, Going to call that a wash. Running backs here, kind of like... Uh, Eric's now with AJ, or with um Aaron Jones missing time. So, A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot of touches. I like Eckler against Pittsburgh since our linebackers can't tackle or cover. Need great combo. Uh, so, like Eric's running backs here. Receivers, Keenan Allen and Elijah Moore versus Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. Honestly, oh, I kind of like Breezy's a little bit more because A.J. Brown has been so hit or miss. Same with Tyreek Hill. I know he had a good week last week, but... Um, you know, hopefully that gets him back on track, but he's kind of put out some duds too. Moore's been pretty consistent and we know what Keenan Allen can do. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Breezy there. Uh, tight ends, got Gasicki against the Jets and Andrews against Chicago. Um, you know, Andrews has been a little more consistent though. Gasicki has <clears throat> had a really solid year. Just had a goose egg last week. He gets a lot of targets. I'm actually going to call that one a wash. Um, and then... We got Kenny G, Jacoby Myers, and Allen Robinson versus Dan Arnold, Dawson Knox, and Claypool, who may or may not play. Um, hmm. I like Breezy's opportunity a little more there. I'm going to roll with Breezy. But I do think Eric wins this matchup. He's projected to win by 20, though. Those projections are never really correct. Uh, I'm going to give him the edge there, though, and I think he actually wins this one and improves to 4-7. and seven. Moving to Young-Cunney versus old Helen Yeller. Uh, Himmler's projected 41 points. Um, not really setting a lineup here again. Um, so not going to dive too much deeper into this one, um, though McCaffrey back is really going to boost um, AC. Patterson, I don't know if he's going to play. Might have to flop someone in there for him for the Thursday night game. But, um, you know, Kelsey, Marvin Jones, Cooper, you know, Damian Harris looks like he might play so um, yeah I like AC this week obviously because his opponent's not really trying but I think AC's kind of getting healthy at the right time uh, moving to an interesting matchup here uh, Young Ho's Fondle Factory against Silky Johnson so we got Herbert against Pittsburgh probably without Watt and Hayden um, so he'll probably do pretty well Tannehill, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him, so probably give the edge to Herbert. Running backs, we got Stevenson and Carter versus Ingram and Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, if Damien Harris doesn't play, I like, or even if he's limited in some kind of role, I like Stevenson, but I kind of like Dalvin and Ingram, uh, even with Kamara back. I think Ingram's going to get some touches. Carter's been pretty solid. They're starting Joe Flacco, so I don't really know what that's going to do to his value. So I'm actually going to roll with Twos' backs here, just slightly. Um, looking at receivers, we got Lockett and Waddle against Kirk and Deontay Johnson. Kirk has been really solid the past few weeks. Um, and then Johnson, you know, if Rudolph starts, um, that might hamper him a little bit. But, I mean, Rudolph is still going to look his way, especially without Claypool and Juju, if Claypool can't go. So... Um, I do like Waddle against the Jets, and I think Lockett is... One of these weeks, he's going to explode for like 30 points again. It could be this week, so I'm going to give the edge to um, Timmons here. Just out of consistency from those guys, but I could see Lockett winning this matchup here for twos. Uh, Tight ends, Conklin versus Pitts. I do think Pitts, like I mentioned before, is going to have a bad week fantasy-wise. I really think, uh, you know, old cutoff hoodie bill... Is just gonna put all the chips into stopping him and making someone else beat them. Conklin, you know, unless he catches a touchdown, I don't really see much from him. But he had two last week, so you never really know. So I'm gonna call that one a wash. And then looking at the flexes down here, we got Kendrick Bourne, D Hop, and Khalif Raymond against Mooney, Renfro, and Peoples Jones. I liked him in his flex place here, uh, even with D Hop over there for for twos. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had a career week last week, pretty much. Don't know if he's gonna. Repeat that. Um, so overall, though, I think I'm going to give the edge to Timmons. He's been weirdly consistent as of late, scoring like no less than 120 every week. So I think he actually might get the win here against twos and improve to 5 and 6. Uh, moving to the last matchup here, we got Dump em Out versus Team Heisman. Uh, pretty bad week from Dump em Out last week. Pretty good week from Team Heisman scoring 150. Uh, we got Russ versus Lamar. Chicago has a pretty good defense. It's at Chicago. Um, then Russ is playing the cards. Divisional games are always weird. Russ looked really bad last week. Um, so I'm going to give the edge to Lamar. Running backs, we got Kenyon Drake and James Robinson versus DeMont and McKissick. Who I'm going to give a slight edge to DeMont and McKissick here. Um, you know, McKissick's pretty good PPR back. And Montgomery, um, he looked pretty good against the Steelers, honestly. Um, they had a bye week, I think, last week. So... Um, nice to see him get back on track against Baltimore receivers. We got Samuel and lamb versus the Minnesota duo. Uh, I kind of like Samuel and lamb. Uh, Casey's defense blows who lamb is going up against and Samuel has just been eating as of late. So you can see that one being close, but I'm going to give the edge to team Heisman there. Uh, we got Fryermouth and Uzama going, up against, or Uzama going up against each other. Um, if big Ben is, is playing, I don't know if he is. I like Friarmuth, but without that, you know, Uzama's been pretty consistent. So I might have to give him the slight nod there. And we got uh Mike Williams, Kadarius, Tony, and Corey Davis against Beasley, Landry, and Sanders. You know, the the Beasley Sanders combo hasn't been super consistent. Um, Landry's been not great since he came back, so I'm gonna give the flex edge to Team Heisman. I think Team Heisman's gonna win this one um probably by like fifteen ish, fifteen twenty points. So that wraps up the predictions. Um, You know, we're getting kind of near the end of the season. It's going to be exciting to see how this one winds down. But we're going to move to the um, final segment here, which is um, just the betting segment. So some of you are in this. um, Tro, Cren, and Breezy, to be exact. So you will know what I'm talking about. But... I'm in a spread pool which started back at like week one of the NFL season and the college season. So, what you have to do is pick five college spreads each week, five pro spreads each week, and then one college football underdog who is a double digit underdog. And if they win, you get two points and you are not penalized for picking the wrong team. For the rest of the spreads, you get one point if the spread hits. If it pushes, you get 0.5. And if it loses, you get nothing. So, um, you know, they keep track of wins and losses um, and it gives you a point total. So, right now I have 56 and a half points. I'm 52 and 47 on the year with two underdogs correctly picked. So, not too bad. Um, I'm in the positive, which is good. I think I'm in the top half of the league. I'm at, I'm in like fifth place right now out of 18. So, not too bad. But I'm going to go over my picks this week. Um, we'll start with college I'll give you my reasoning why I picked each team and then um, I'll go to pro after that but I had a couple I had like three weeks in a row where I went 7-3 seven, 7-3 seven and 7-3 and, seven and three. kind of a dud the last couple weeks so I'm going to try to speak this into existence hoping that I can get back on track since I have an outside shot of winning this probably won't but I am in the top half so I'm kind of close so first one I have is Cincinnati minus minus eleven and a half. They are playing SMU. SMU is like the team that Cincinnati has been eyeing up pretty much all season because outside of Notre Dame, they haven't played a ranked opponent, and that's been kind of holding them back in the playoff rankings. Um, they've barely been squeaking by some of these average teams that, you know, they've been heavily favored. So I think that, you know, they've been waiting for this game all year. They're eleven and a half point favorites, but I actually think they might smoke SMU. Um, you know they've they've been they've had their eye on this game for a while. They want it as one of their statement wins to try to propel them into the top four. Um, so I'm gonna pick them as one of my spreads. The next one I have is Wake Forest at plus four and a half, um, at Clemson. AC is not gonna like that one, but. Um, you know, I don't they only have one loss. Clemson we know has 3, I believe. Um I know this game's at Clemson. I think that's probably why they're favored, but Wake Forest's offense is freaking legit. Like they're going to score points even against a, a pretty damn good Clemson defense. Um but Clemson's offense really has just been struggling to score points. And I don't know that they're going to be able to keep pace pace with Wake Forest's offense. So, I kind of like four and a half here for Wake just because I don't think Clemson's going to be able to score um, with them. So, moving on to my next pick, I took Notre Dame uh, minus 15 and a half at home against Georgia Tech. Notre Dame's been pretty good covering the spread this year. They haven't allowed a touchdown in the last two games. And even last week against Virginia, they've had a pretty good offense, they have a pretty good quarterback. I uh, really held them in check, and their running game has been killing it. And Cohn's been slinging the rock to Michael Mayer, who's probably the best tight end in the country right now, um, as a true sophomore. So I like them to win by at least two touchdowns, um, maybe two touchdowns and a field goal here to cover against Georgia Tech, who's really been struggling this year. They have a pretty dynamic quarterback, but outside of that, you know, they haven't had a great year. So I like Notre Dame to cover at home. Uh, they're, they're playing well as of late, so I'm going to try to ride that. Next game I have here is Colorado um at home against Washington. They're plus six and a half at home. Washington has a decent team, but they're not really the Washington of old where they were ranked in like the top ten kind of when we were in college. Colorado's kind of a hit or miss team, but they are one of those teams that will shock you every now and then with a good win. Um, you know, this is probably their biggest game of the year at home. Three o'clock game. Well, noon there, um, probably going to be a sellout. I think I like them covering a touchdown at home. I don't know that they're going to win necessarily. Could come down to a field goal, but uh, I like this spread at home. I think they are able to cover against Washington, who, like I said, has been just kind of okay this year um, for what they've been in the past. My last college spread uh, I have is Wisconsin minus 8.5. They play Nebraska. Nebraska's a pretty feisty team, but Wisconsin has them at home, and Wisconsin has been rolling as of late. Their defense has been playing great. They've been hammering teams. Um, I think they've won five or six in a row. Eight and a half I do not think is a ridiculous spread for them, though. Nebraska could test them a little bit, but I feel comfortable, you know, taking them with this game at home, um, and I think they can cover. So. The double-digit underdog I picked is um, Illinois' plus 12 to win outright against Iowa. Um, the double-digit dogs are always kind of tough to pick. Um, but Illinois, you know, we've seen them. Uh, they they upset Penn State. They upset Nebraska. Um, they upset Minnesota on the road. So they have upset potential. And we've seen Iowa kind of crumbling down uh, the road here. So, you know, why not? Uh, Big Ten games are always weird. I'm going to give Illinois a shot here, and I picked them as my double-digit underdog. Uh, So moving to NFL spreads here. First one I have is um, the Chargers minus 4.5 against Pittsburgh. The line has since moved to 6, but I got it at 4.5, so it's going to be allowed to stay there. Um, With Rudolph starting, no Claypool potentially. Possibly no Hayden, Watt, Dotson, or Turner. You know, just not enough firepower. And whenever you're missing TJ Watt and potentially missing Minka, I haven't read that much up on, you know, who's going to be officially playing. Probably come out on Friday or Saturday. But, you know, missing—the Steelers are already not a great team to begin with. When you take away those players, you know, I think 4.5 is a very reasonable cover for the Chargers here at home. Uh, next one I have is New England minus 5.5 against Atlanta. Um, this line has also moved to 7. Uh, I got it at 5.5. Um, Patriots are playing great. Falcons just had an absolute dud last week, so uh, I feel comfortable rolling with New England here. Next one I have is Dolphins minus 3. They've won two in a row. They're playing Joe Flacco, Um, who I don't really think is very good anymore. Um, I think they can easily cover 3 against the Jets. Um, You know, keep that winning streak going. Next one I have is Carolina minus 3.5 at home. This one's the only one that I'm kind of up in the air about. They're playing Washington, but Washington is now without Sweat and Chase Young. Um, Washington's coming off a big week, so I could see, see them potentially having a letdown. Cam Newton back in Carolina kind of gave them a little bit of a spark. They looked good last week in their win. Um, so I could see them just playing with a little more energy. Uh, they have a pretty good secondary. They have a pretty good defense in general. They got McCaffrey back, so I, I like them to cover at home uh, against Washington. And then the last one I have is the Bengals minus one at Oakland. Oakland or Vegas. Vegas has just looked not great since they started off the season uh, pretty hot. Um, they look terrible against the Chiefs. And Bengals are coming off a bye. That extra week of game planning, I think, is going to help them. Um, so basically, if they win, they're going to cover um, cover one point. So those are my picks. Let me know what you guys think. Um, yeah, so that wraps up the pod. Uh, we'll get a guest on next week for sure. Um, but nonetheless, I enjoyed recording. Hope you guys like listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon.